This is your official invitation to an event, a happening, a movement, lines of love and unity to celebrate beauty and diversity. Thursday, July 30th, 2020, your local time zone from 12.05 p.m. to 12.35 p.m. Get more information on the Facebook page and the Facebook event and the Facebook group, Lines of Love and Unity to Celebrate Beauty and Diversity. See you there. Welcome to Terrific Tips for Business, where we help you catch the ideas that stick. The point of the podcast is to help you overcome hurdles so you can master your business. I'm your host, Terry Watkins, owner and chief idea catcher at SpinFrogs Consulting, where I work with small business owners to find the pitfalls in their marketing and lift them to success. Let's get to the show. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of Terrific Tips for Business. I'm Terry, your host, and today we have Carolyn Bennett Sullivan with us. And I want to take a moment to share a little bit about Carolyn, some things you might not know about her for those listeners who do know who she is. And if you don't know who she is, you're in for a real treat today. Uh, Carolyn is the CEO of Savvy Heart LLC and author of the book, Get the F Out, Liberating Fear and Letting Love In book and workbooks. She's a sought-after speaker and workshop facilitator, presenting on topics such as the seven faces of fear, when shift happens, and navigating change with confidence in an ever-changing workplace. As a certified passion chest facilitator and transition strategist, she's passionate about helping people and organizations navigate change by claiming their independence from fear, stress, and uncertainty it produces by providing tools and strategies to uncover their deepest passion and mission, consciously focus their thoughts, and connect to their internal guidance system to create systems and solutions that empowers all to experience personal and professional success. Despite 25 years of successful sales experience, she longed to do more meaningful work. Through her divorce in 2010 and disappointing attempts to re-enter the corporate world of medical sales, life's challenges really kind of led her on her own journey of awakening and self-realization. It was through this process that she discovered how to uncage the chatter, reclaim control over her thoughts, and reconnect to her internal guidance system, creating greater confidence, clarity, and happiness within herself. Carolyn is a mother of a beautiful, precious daughter who provides her daily with laughter and love and learning. She's a live music fan, and she frequents venues with her honey, Ray, getting down to the sound and enjoying when he jams out on his harmonica. She's recently moved to North Carolina. We can, or she can be found at www.carolynbsullivan.com on Facebook or LinkedIn at Carolyn Bennett Sullivan, or you can connect with her directly at Carolyn at carolynbsullivan.com. Please join me in welcoming Carolyn to the show. Thanks for being here. Thank you so much, Terry. Yeah. I really appreciate it. Yeah, it's great seeing you. It's great to see you too. Um, You have an awesome golf course behind you. That's a beautiful view today. Yes, thank you. And that's also part of my world. As you know. Yeah, yeah. So talk to us a little bit about Get the F Out. One of our previous podcasts, um, one of our guests was talking about, I need to get that book. And this is the book we were talking about, Get the F Out. So tell us a little bit about that. Sure. So um, I wrote Get the F Out in 2014. And it really is about my personal journey of self-discovery of how to navigate through the fear-based thinking. You know, what I discovered after my divorce was uh, that was a really dark time in my life. 
and I had I was really broken I was broken financially emotionally I felt like such a failure and so I I had to um, I had to move forward and I knew that in order to do that I had to have basically a coming to Jesus with myself about you know what was really holding me back and and the realization that came to me was I my life had been directed by fear-based thinking even though I was naturally an optimistic person even though I people you know when you meet me would consider me you know an optimist and open-minded there was this whole other you know inner dialogue going on that held me back for so much of my life mm. and and so the, the book is really about my journey of what i discovered through that process of you know what are those seven faces of fear and how can I change my inner dialogue when those things come up in order to live a happier life, in order to feel more at peace and more ease and more self-love? Because I think so often the root of all of that is, is not loving yourself you know, not being kind to yourself, not honoring and respecting yourself. So that's really what the book is, is about. It's, it's, a, it's about my personal journey, basically. And that's a beautiful point because I think small business owners and people who are thinking about getting into business face mm -hmm. a lot of that self-doubt, a lot of that fear. And so I think it's really important, the self-love that you mentioned. And if you can figure out how to love yourself, then you can, you can have unconditional love for everybody who comes into your life, right? But you have to love yourself Absolutely. first. Yeah. You do. And, and it's, a, it's a daily practice. You know, it's, um, I consider myself now a much more confident person than what I was. But, they, you know, that monkey chatter, that's, that still gets into my head, you know. And I, I think part of it is that the way that we are um, genetically designed for that flight or fight, you know, we, we really, as, as much as we have advanced technologically, we as a species really haven't advanced that much, you know, in terms of, of you know, how we're made. And so we have to consciously work at that and consciously make habits and practices that support the way that we want to be because we always have that um, in, our, in our brain stem and, and the way that we're designed, we have that built in. Yeah. You know, so, Seth Godin actually refers to that as the lizard brain. Um, he talks right. about his lizard brain all the time. Uh, there are several other highly successful motivational speakers or leaders and coaches that talk about this self-doubt wheel, self-sabotage, or mm -hmm. um, what's it called? Imposter syndrome. Uh, they mm -hmm. talk a lot about that. And, and that really plays a heavy role. And it's funny to think that that's actually all just part of our animal side of ourself and so yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. getting control over that figuring out like okay so you like to come out and chatter at me when x y and z happen okay so how can i control x y and z so that way i can shut you up <laughs> right right and and if you can't control x y and z because there's a lot in our life that we can't control um then how do i choose to to react to it do i choose to react or do i choose you know when those emotions are coming up to say aha i know who you are right and i don't have to buy into this you know so it's it's really being very conscious and conscientious of your thoughts and what you're choosing to think you know um and, and for me, and I think for most people, that takes practice, daily practice. 
um, because we all have challenges that come up in our lives. And right now is a particularly challenging time yeah. for many people. And so that self-doubt and that monkey chatter, as I call it, um, can really, it, it can take control and it can send you down this negative spiral, you know, until you're really in a dark, dark place. Um, and, and when you find that happens, then be gentle with yourself because <laughs> I think what happens, I, I know I do this when I find myself getting on this train of negative thoughts and I get into a, into a bad, you know, place mentally and emotionally, it's easy to start beating yourself up and say, Oh, I shouldn't feel this way. And Oh, you know, this is really bad. And you know, that's just another added negativity that you're, that you're adding, you know, to already feeling bad. So it's like, be gentle to yourself and say, okay, you know, what is this contrast providing for me? Mm -hmm. You know, let me understand why I'm feeling this way and what can I do to shift it? Because truly um, we have control over our emotions. You know, we, we can choose how to feel versus our emotions having control over us. That's a great tip to ask yourself or, or to give yourself the grace to say, yeah. yeah, I'm really feeling kind of crappy. I probably don't need to like beat myself up over the fact that I'm feeling crappy. So I'm going to let right. that go and I'm not going to beat myself up over feeling bad. Uh, I'm just going to, you know, if I'm going to feel bad, I'm just going to feel bad and that's okay. It's okay to feel bad. It's okay to feel right. depressed and frustrated and agitated and confused and scared. It's, it's okay to feel all of those things. I guess one of the exactly. questions that I would have is for somebody who isn't used to doing a daily practice of, of self-actualization or identifying what, where that negativeness is coming from, from within, like what is it that spurred it? If we've never done any kind of work like that before, what's one tip that you can give somebody to kind of start that process? Well, I would say first thing in the morning, start with gratitude, number one. Uh, before I get out of bed in the morning, I think of five things that I'm thankful for. And that's a, that's a great way to start your day. Uh, and, and then if you wake up and you're in a really negative space, let's say you wake up and you're in a just the mind just starts going right, right off the bat. Stop and breathe. Just stop and take three deep breaths because that'll help you to reset. And then ask yourself, you know, where is this emotion coming from? You know, what is this really about? And get quiet and listen to what the answer is because I guarantee you it's coming from something in the past. It's coming from a, a false belief, you know, from a past experience. Mm. And, and so if, if you can get to that awareness, oh, I'm feeling really crappy because, you know, five years ago I was really struggling financially and the same situation seems to be happening, and I'm really anxious and worried, you know, that's understandable, and yet the past does not need to predicate our future. So it's having that clarity. Once you have that clarity, you can say, aha, this is what's going on. Okay, how do I want to change it now? Because just because that ha happened five years ago or six months ago or two days ago doesn't mean it needs to happen now and moving forward. I get to choose. That's beautiful. You know, so we all are taught from a very young age that history repeats itself, but we make the choice to allow yeah. history to repeat itself. We can make a different choice. The nice thing about history repeating itself is while certain things might be the same, 
we, we know now when we make choice A, the outcome is this. So if we already know that choice A leads to this outcome, if we're give, given the opportunity to make a different choice when history is repeating itself and we choose choice B, then we get to see what a different outcome looks like too. So being aware that this situation might be similar to one you were in before. Okay, so what did you do then? What, what happened then? When you made that decision, what was the outcome of that decision? Did you end up where you wanted to be? If you're not where you wanted to be from that outcome or from that decision, you have the choice now to make a different decision. Yeah, exactly. And, and, and going back to what I said before about not beating yourself up, I, I think it's really important for us because, you know, as humans, we all have regret. Maybe we have carry some shame or guilt about decisions that we've made in the past. And to really give yourself forgiveness for that, give yourself, um, the understanding that you were doing the best you could it, during that time with, with the knowledge that you had at that time or that whatever the situation was, you were doing your best and it's really all part of the journey. So, you know, when we have challenges, when we've had failures, when we've had setbacks, haven't we all learned something from it? Hasn't there been some wisdom or insight or something that has come ultimately come from that where you, where you get clarity and say, Oh yeah, I, you know, I don't want to make that mistake again or, or look how far I've come. You know, I'm much more confident. I'm stronger. I'm more resilient having gone through that experience. So instead of, you know, putting on the guilt and the shame and the regret. Oh, if only I'd done that differently. Oh, you know, I, my life would be so much better. Just be accepting of where you are now and say, okay, I can make different choices. And, and let me honor myself for that person that I was. I may not be that person now, and I may be moving forward to being even an even different, you know, better, happier, more fulfilled person. Um, but let me honor that person and for, forgive that person if necessary. I think that's one of the so areas where the, yeah, I think that's one of the areas where the gratitude really comes into play, right? Mm -hmm. Like acknowledging that our past is our past. We all have a different past. Yeah. We've all done things. And, and part of making mistakes is a learning process. Part of being in yeah. situations where we had an outcome that we weren't really happy with was a learning process. We had to go through that so that when we see that pattern coming up for us again, we can make a different decision so that we can be better because making a different decision means that we've learned something from that past. So you can get frustrated. You can be mad about what that past did or what that outcome did for you. Mm -hmm. Or you could take that moment that you were talking about before you even get out of bed to say, you know what? Thank you. That opportunity that I fucked up 10 years ago yes. shows me how I can do it different today because I fucked exactly. up 10 years ago. I get to do it different now. Right. And, yeah. and we all fuck up. <laughs> I mean, we wouldn't if we didn't, right? Right. So we all fuck up. And, and, and I think some of that comes from, you know, the societal pressure of not failing. Yeah. But, you know, when you read books by great business leaders, they say fail and fail often. You know, so it, particularly in the business world, you've got to take risks. And you're going to fail and it's okay because you take that failure and then you say, okay, I learned that. Some of us learn slower than others. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. I yeah. pointed to myself for those that are only listening to audio. I pointed to myself when I said that. <laughs> yeah, me too. You know, me too. Yeah. Me too. So it's, you know, I, I think it's really important to go back to that self-love piece 
where we learn to be more gentle with ourselves and really have uh, respect and gratitude for everything that you have done and that you have accomplished. It's so easy to forget the things that you've accomplished and, and minimize them and just say, okay, you know, like I spent years in sales and they used to say, well, you're only as good as your last sale, but it, it, it kind of diminishes everything that you've done and you don't need to do that. Sure. You need to move forward and continue growing and yet honor what you've accomplished honor you know the resiliency that you have and the things you've discovered about yourself and the work that you've done in the world um it's all really important i think that's something i was on a podcast the other day with a friend of mine and he had asked what's your biggest challenge that you've had to overcome in your business and i love when people ask me that question because mm -hmm. my honest answer is myself my biggest yes. challenge is the noise between my ears that I have yep. to overcome every day. And part of that is like you're talking about, acknowledge your wins. So to overcome the challenge that's between my ears, I have to make my wins very visible for myself. They have to be right. in a place that I can access them when I need them. They have to be very easily accessible and it has to be very visually appealing for me. So looking at charts of reports of client work that I've done and the wins that we've had, even in the last 30 mm -hmm. days, like looking at recent past, don't go so far back that it's not relevant to today. Go 30 days back and look at a win that you've had or look at somebody that you've been able to help and say, look, I, because I'm here, I was able to do that. And if I wasn't here, I wouldn't have been able to do that. And that really exactly. helps to get me out of that negative space. Um, mm -hmm. Tony Robbins talks a lot about that attitude of gratitude. And mm -hmm. when he talks about going through that gratitude mindset that you mentioned first thing in the morning, he says, feel it. Like, really feel the emotion yeah. of why you're feeling thankful. And if you're really feeling it, I don't know about you, Carolyn, but if I'm really in my gratitude and I'm really feeling it, I will get teary-eyed. I will cry out of thanks for the things that I am being grateful for in that moment. Yeah, absolutely. And it's, and it is about feeling it, Terry. It's, you know, you can say, Oh, well, I'm thankful for, you know, that's, not, that's not feeling the emotion right. because truly we are emotional beings. You know that you own a marketing company and you know, People buy based on emotion. They may buy a little bit based on logic, but it's really about how is it going to make me feel to purchase this product or this service or, you know, whatever they're, they're buying. So, or to hire this coach, how is it going to transform me? What kind of breakthroughs am I going to have? So it's, and it's all based on emotion. So exactly with, doing gratitude think about things that are really going to light you up that are really will make your heart be filled you know with joy in that oh i had this experience or oh look at the environment i live in or i'm so thankful that i have you know my home or your family or it, it could be something even as simple as a, you know, a really delicious meal. Mm. You know, I'm a foodie. I love food. <laughs> and, you know, being in that present moment when you're eating a really good meal and just being, you know, like, oh, this tastes so good. Isn't this just the best? You know, and enjoying it. So that gratitude, um, it can really shift your life yeah. when you do that on a daily basis. And it doesn't take a lot of time. Like I said, I, I do it before I get out of bed in the morning. And I think about things that I am really thankful for. 
And I think it's really key, yeah. especially in our society today, because we all go right for our phones before we're out of bed. I'm guilty. Uh, I've done it too. Um, and I, I'm working actively to change my habits on that because I was really good for a time not touching my phone in the morning. And it really makes a big difference for how I feel all day to not touch that phone while I'm in bed. So there's a few tips that people give about making it easier for you to leave your phone alone mm -hmm. in the morning so that mm -hmm. you can get into that attitude of gratitude. Do you have a trick that you use that works well for you? Well, it's funny because I, I use my phone for my alarm. <laughs> Me too. So what I do... So what I do is when the alarm goes off, I turn it off immediately and I keep my, and I put my phone down. I don't look at it. You know, there's already notifications on there. I don't look at it. I just put it down and, and then start with the gratitude. Um, and then not every day, but most days I try to take some time to meditate or at least just have a few minutes of quiet where I feel centered and connected and frame up my day. You know, how do I want my day to look today? Mm -hmm. um, what are the intentions I want to set for today? Because so often we just jump out of bed and get going. The other thing that you can do that is a tip is find something motivational like on YouTube. So if you know you're getting showered, you're getting ready for your day, you know, put that on in the bathroom and listen to something motivational, whether it's, you know, Tony Robbins or a, another coach, Mel Robbins, or, you know, whoever, you know, really lights you up, list, take time to listen to that instead of checking your email or, reading, you know, the news that comes on your phone, which is, you know, I avoid that <laughs> pretty much I do all the too. time because most of that's negative. Yeah. You know, and we moved to North Carolina about 14 years ago this August. Mm -hmm. And my dad at the time of us moving was into watching the news like four or five hours a day. And when we moved, we quit news cold turkey and we've never looked back. Like we just don't. And I get my news. I, I'm not like head in the sand. I, I know what's going on around the world through mm -hmm. conversations that I have with people. It's not like I'm oblivious and don't know what's happening, but I also am looking at it like, but I only know what's happening because of what I'm interested in asking about, not because I'm trying to get the information that the media wants me to have. Exactly. And so I'm really filtering that and filtering that keeps my space, my energy, my mind clear to be open to what I want to accomplish. My husband talks about this all the time. He says, you know, the biggest, the, the biggest uh, secret to winning in life is to decide that you want to. Exactly. It's, it's making that choice. Mm -hmm. and, and, you know, once you make that choice, whatever that choice is, and, and you allow yourself to connect with yourself, you'll be guided. You know, you'll be guided to the next step and the next step and the next step. And, you know, one of my biggest challenges is, uh, in, because I tend to be controlling, is to allow myself to open up and just allow that next step to unfold. You know, instead of trying to force things to happen, because then then you're in resistance, yeah. right? You're 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 going upstream instead of going with the flow. I and may so, resemble that remark. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so that's you know, I think that is a, a a lifelong learning process for me because I know when I do it, I make the choice. This is what I what I want. This is what I desire. I'm clear about it. And I allow that to unfold. There's so much more ease mm -hmm. as to when I, you know, I, I think about like after I launched Get the F Out and I was really working to do more coaching and speaking and I was so overwhelmed with the whole marketing piece, which I know you understand as a, as a business owner that 
provides marketing for your customers and also you have to do it for your own business. And it's really not in my bailiwork, right? A, a lot of that. And I, you know, would force myself to do these things that I didn't really want to do and I didn't feel passionate about it. You know, I, I, got, I lost sight of the bigger picture, you know, and, and just got so caught up in the minutia of it. And, you know, I wasn't successful, to be quite honest, because I wasn't in the flow. I didn't allow myself to say, okay, and trust, you know, trust that the universe would guide me to my next best step. I felt like I had to do it. Yeah. And, you know, I can listen to me. If you're listening to this podcast, don't do what I did. <laughs> and what I did, I did the same thing. I mean, I spent yeah. six months in a really funky place last year. I mean, just last yeah. year, 2019. And it was trying to push. I was pushing. I'm a pusher. I'm a Taurus. By nature, my job <laughs> is to just, you know, go through head first and like, just keep going. Yeah. <laughs> Bull in a china shop. Um <laughs> Yeah, my my mom was a Taurus, so I am and, and my ex husband. So and, I know that. But it doesn't work that way with the energy because here's what happens with the energy. Energy, if you think of energy like a wall, and you are trying to push that energy, what happens when you push that energy? It doesn't move. You're hitting right. your head against the wall. Whereas instead, if you stop trying to push the energy, you open your arms and you say. I welcome the energy. Right. Now you're, my girlfriend refers to this as give the energy a big hug. Give it a big yeah. hug. Wrap your arms around the energy and just hug it. When you do that, you're pulling it in. Instead of pushing it, you're pulling yeah. it in. And when you pull it in, it's much easier. It's much easier. A lot less stress. So much easier. Oh, so much easier. <laughs> and it's amazing how things come to you when you do that. Yeah. But you have to be like, especially in marketing, because you've talked a little bit about marketing, especially in marketing for business owners. We don't get into business because we love marketing. I do, but I'm just crazy like that. Like most people don't get into business because they love marketing. They get into business because they love whatever the business is that they're doing. Right. Marketing is that necessary evil that allows you to pay your bills for a right. lot of business owners and that's okay. And I will tell you, even as a marketing person, sometimes I get stuck in the minutia too. I spent six months stuck in the day-to-day -day and I couldn't see the bigger picture anymore. I lost sight mm -hmm. of my vision. I lost sight of my purpose. What was I put here to do? And I got really frustrated. I got really depressed mm -hmm. and I got really just kind of like go in the motions every day. And I know business owners relate to that because other business owners are in that same boat too, right? But what we have to remember is we have to refocus on our vision. We have to refocus okay. on our person, pur purpose. And we have to keep that bigger picture in mind. And if we do have to do something in the day-to-day, -day, know that this too shall pass. This is temporary. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and it will because life is ever-changing. You, you, you know, every morning you have a new opportunity. You have a new day. Yeah. And, and the more that I remember that in the morning and I say, Hey, it's a whole new day. You know, I get to decide, I get to decide how I want to be today. So how do I want to be? Am I going to be a miserable bitch? You know, which I am sometimes. <laughs> Or am, I gonna, or am I going to choose to be happy and thankful and enjoy the day and present, you know, really present to the day and to every moment in the day? Because, you know, our minds tend to race and we're constantly on to the next thing. Are we taking a breath and saying, let me focus here? You know, what am I doing? So a lot of times, you know, Terry, you know that I work with my partner, Ray, and we have a, 
a golf game here in North Carolina. And so I have gotten very good about when I'm doing something um, and he wants to talk to me, I say, I can either give you my attention right now or I'm working on this. Would you let me finish it? Because I can't do both. Mm -hmm. I can't actively listen to you and write this email. Communication is key. So Big for, me, for me, it's because it's I used to try and do multiple things, but we really can't. Multitasking really does not work. It's made for chameleons and only chameleons. They're the only ones who can multitask. That's why right. their eyes go different directions. Right. <laughs> so, you know, you can focus for very short periods of time and then refocus. And I think that's what a lot of people think multitasking is. But really, to focusing in that moment, 100% of what you're doing um, you're going to get a much better result and you're going to feel more productive and you're going to be more productive. And, and I, I don't personally, I don't like when I feel I'm being pulled in a bunch of different directions, yeah. you know, like one thing at a time, I can get a lot done with one thing at a time, but if five things and you're pulling on me, I, I'm going to get overwhelmed and, frustrated. So um, it, it is about that present moment awareness is really, really important to, to be fully present, no matter what you're doing. You know? That's a beautiful tip. That's a beautiful tip. Make sure that you are giving yourself permission mm -hmm. to disengage so that you can engage exactly in something else. Great. That's great. Tell us a little bit about the, the golf game because it's a pretty unique golf game that you guys have. And so I want our audience to be able to hear a little bit about that too. Because that really focuses on some of the team building stuff that you do. As well. it, it does. Absolutely. So um, the game is called Soft Golf. And it is a very user friendly, fun golf game that my partner Ray and his parents created in the mid 70s. Um, it is a game where you use four and a half inch foam balls to, uh, that are hit with three larger face clubs. So basically you get a driver, which is a long distance club, a wedge, which you use to chip out in the higher grass and a putter green. The holes are 12 inches. So it's, it's, we say big balls, big clubs, big holes, big fun, um, you know, so. <laughs> I love it. And it is a lot of fun. Uh, it is. And, yeah. it, and at night, the equipment lights up. So the grounds stay dark and everything else lights up. The flags, the holes, the scorecard stands, the clubs and the balls. So that's, people really love that feature of it. Uh, we're located at, at Tanglewood Park in Clemens, North Carolina. That's currently the only course in the world. And uh, we're, we're hoping to expand uh, in the next, you know, three to, three to five years, I would say. We would so like if we have a listener them. who's interested in maybe opening up a soft golf course where they are, would that be an opportunity that you and Ray would be interested in exploring? Oh, abs absolutely. Absolutely. You know, we have some things we need to do but before we'll be ready for that. Um, we need to mass produce the balls. He's still hand making all the equipment. So, which is, you know, pretty incredible. Um, but we've got a, a highly durable ball now that can be mass produced. So it's really just a matter of us um, getting the capital to do that. So it's really just a matter of time. Um, Once you go and do the mass production of those balls, it'd be really cool if you could get soft golf like stamped on it that glows, yeah. the soft golf glows. That would be mm -hmm. cool. <laughs> yeah, there's, a lot of, there's a lot of possibilities. And uh, Ray is a creative genius. He, he comes up with, like, I don't think his brain ever stops. <laughs> I keep telling him, you know, 
please start meditating so that you could like focus in. That's, that's his choice. Um, he, he comes up with the most creative ideas. He's got a lot of other ideas for when we have our own land for other games and things. And uh, he, it's just incredible. Uh, the ideas he comes up with. So we, we have a lot of exciting things that, that we want to work on. And like it is, it's about, you know, sometimes I get where I want things to happen faster than they are. And then I have to remember, you know, what I teach and it's like, you know, just allow it to unfold, you know, just allow it to unfold. It's going to unfold in you know perfect divine timing and just appreciate you know where we are now and know that we're headed to where we want to where we want to be yeah that's so awesome so as the owner of this soft golf place and this is your second season in business mm-hmm. at the time that we're recording this um What's one of the challenges that you guys have had for this golf course in, in the first season or maybe even more recently this season so far? Um, well, first season, one of the biggest challenges we had was lack of signage. So uh, we are contracted with the county and based on county ordinances, you're very limited as to what kind of signage. So we get a signage down by the course. We actually work out of an RV because uh, we have to move everything on and off at the end of every season. So, you know, it was visibility, people not knowing we existed and um, not being able to have a sign out on, you know, near the road where the course is sitting. Um, So that was a really big challenge for us. We actually um, had to go over some people's heads and get some things changed, which ended up helping us. Um, So visibility, that's still a, a challenge for us because it's our second season. More people know about us, but I would, in the triad area, you know, there's 1.5 million people and I would say not even 1% of the population is, you know, knows what soft golf is. So we have, um, you know, we have a ways to go to really get our name out there. Uh, and yet we have started with a good season um, this year. The park, because of COVID, the park has been very busy because it's one of the few places people can go and get outside. So um, we've actually been relatively busy and we're really, really thankful for that. And really thankful that we have uh, an activity, an outdoor activity and game that people can play to help relieve some of the stress they're feeling and uh, be able to easily practice social distancing you know, so we feel like we're um, really a valuable service right now. We, we see when the families come out and play that they're having fun and they're kind of, it, it gives them, a, you know, 45 minutes, an hour to forget about, you know, all of this and, and just have a good time and be able to do it in a safe environment. And, you know, we're, of course, we're sanitizing everything to, to keep it clean. Um, COVID free. Uh, but yeah, so that's, that's been good for us, actually. And Would you say um, part of the learning experience that you've had with the, the soft golf facility is maybe doing some, I don't know if you want to call it due diligence or figuring out maybe what the rules and regulations are on signage before signing agreements on space? <laughs> So that's a great point, Terry, because we, you know, we moved to North Carolina from Delaware and New Jersey in November of 2018. We had gotten the contract with the county. And when we had done a trial run in the spring of 2018, so that spring, um, they let us have a sign out there. We had a big banner out there for like 11 days, which drove a lot of traffic. 
So no, we hadn't researched. We just thought, oh, they're gonna let us do it again because they let us do it during the trial run. And then we come to find out that the county has rules about that. And so yes, part of, part of that is research your area. Find out what the ordinances are about signage. Find out what they are about, you know, all different kinds of things. And that's really relevant to anybody who has a Mm -hmm. physical location or is thinking about having a physical location. Because I know a lot of um, shopping centers have really strict regulations on what their signs can look like. Like, so if you have a specific brand that has specific colors, like I was working with a client last year, their colors are yellow and white. And the sign, like their facility where they have space, brown and white were the only two colors that could exist on the sign for their lease agreement. So their sign is brown and white, but that's not their colors. So definitely looking into, you know, what are the rules on this? And is it something that you're going to be okay with as a business owner when you're thinking about opening up that space? Are you okay with it being brown and white and not yellow and white? Or are you okay with not having a sign there? You know, is exactly. that going to an impact? Exactly. Um, it, do, your due, do your due diligence. I, and I think that is true for whether your business is in a physical location or online business, you know, service. Do your due diligence because um, that was one area we missed. You know, we, we hit a lot of other areas, but that was one we missed, and it had, it had a really negative impact on and us. And I'll say if you have an online business, you have all sorts of other rules and regulations that you need to right. be aware of, like the Federal Communication Commission, and the rules, like especially with um, data collection or data monitoring, Uh, that Google Analytics provides, there are certain countries that you have to disclose what it is that you're looking at. So knowing what those rules and regulations are, who are you serving and where are you serving them, that's all going to be very relevant to part of your due due diligence process. Absolutely. So that's that's a huge piece for, for any business. And again, lesson learned, you know, one that, that we, can check off and go, okay, so when we go to open another location, that's going to be one of the things I'm going to be checking out for sure. So, um, you know, do we beat ourselves up about it? No. You know, it was our first season. We did the best we could. We did okay. Not great. But we took, you know, what we learned from season one and said, okay, what do we want to do differently in season two? And those are some things that we're implementing and, um, you know, we're, we're off to a pretty good start. So, you know, we do have some challenges with COVID. We've had some cancellations of groups. We were supposed to do a fundraiser for Special Olympics, you know, and obviously that's gotten canceled. Maybe, I don't even know if they're going to do anything in the fall. It may be next spring till we're able to do that. But, you know, everyone is pretty much in the same boat when it comes to that. That's I'm sorry, my dog that. is about to bark at something. Oh. So hold on just a minute. <laughs> Sasha, <laughs> Sasha, go on. I don't want you barking out that window right now. Go, shoo, go on. She's looking at me, but mom. <laughs> <laughs> But that really brings it back kind of full circle because we started the conversation talking about giving yourself the grace and forgiving yourself and knowing that history does repeat itself. So as a small business owner, even with this soft golf, you know that you are going to open another facility at some point down the road. Mm -hmm. So that opening process is going to repeat itself. But because of the challenges that you had, not having certain due diligence components in place the first time. It gives you that learning opportunity that you get to be thankful for because now you know we have to do these things for the next time. So it's going to make the next time so much easier now because you've learned from the first time. Absolutely. It, it, 
You know, it's, it's all a learning process and, you know, we're never going to be done. We're never going to be done with, with learning or, you know, as humans, we always want the next thing. Yeah. You know, we always want more. Um, we always want to go the next step, right? You, you reach that goal and then you say, what's next? And the same thing with the things that you learn. Yeah, okay, well, maybe we should have thought about <laughs> But you know what? It's all good. Well, and at you the know, end of the day. And now we move forward. Right. And at the end of the day, no one person can think of everything. Exactly. We don't know what we don't know. So if you're somebody who's getting ready to start a business or if you've started a business, you, we don't know what we don't know. So we can't possibly know everything. That's the point of making those mistakes. Failing often, failing forward is what mm -hmm. a lot of other leaders talk about is failing yes. forward. We have to do that. We have to make those mistakes so that we can learn from them so that we can then know what we didn't know before. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And, and you know, it's, it's all good. It it's is. all good. And, and the, the other tip that I would say if you're getting ready to start a business, you know, reach out to other business owners. There's, there's a lot of communities out there for business owners as a resource and guides and mentors, you know, utilize those resources because they're out there for you. So they can help you avoid making some of those mistakes. Uh, invariably, it doesn't matter if you have the best mentor in the world, you're still going to make mistakes and it's okay. Yeah. So uh, it's just part of the process. Sure. Carolyn, let's, uh, let's go ahead and find out what's the best way for our listeners to get in touch with you. Like what if they have some questions, what's the best way for them to, to contact you so that they can support you or get plugged into the stuff that you guys have going on. Okay. So, uh, I'll give you two email addresses that people can reach me. There's uh, Carolyn at Carolyn B And then there uh, is Carolyn at softgolf.net. And those are the two best ways to reach me. Those are emails I check frequently. Great. So, and soft golf is one word. Okay. So, uh, that's, that's just, yeah, absolutely. If you have any questions, um, if you just need to talk about something, yeah, feel free to reach out. I'm, I'm happy to help. Carolyn, you've given so many great pieces of wisdom, nuggets of information to help our listeners find their happy Mm -hmm. And really get the F out. Yeah. <laughs> and I so appreciate your time in the conversation this morning. And I hope that our listeners take advantage of the opportunity to reach out to you so that they can continue to grow in their business and they can continue to support you and yours. Thank you so much, Terry. This has been a total pleasure. Likewise. And, uh, I, I really appreciate your time. Likewise. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you for taking the time to listen. If you've enjoyed the show, help us share it by leaving us a review. Also, make sure to follow us at SpinFrogs, that's S-P-I-N-F-R-O-G-S, at Facebook and Instagram to be notified about our future episodes. This is your official invitation to an event, a happening, a movement, Lines of Love and Unity to Celebrate Beauty and Diversity. Thursday, July 30th, 2020. Your local time zone from 12.05 p.m. to 12.35 p.m. Get more information on the Facebook page and the Facebook event and the Facebook group, Lines of Love and Unity to Celebrate Beauty and Diversity. See you there.